We are Wrestling Elitists. I'm your co-host, one-third of the best podcast machine, Alex Gibson, uh, alongside the man that had two Border Patrol agents ask him this weekend if he's a pro wrestler. Dose. Uh, as Mr. Sean Nash, as well as the returning, the father of Jack, but daddy to us all, Chris Scott Moore. <laughs> Welcome back, Chris. How's it going? Mother fucking right. How's so glad feel? to be here. WrestleMania week, baby. This is awesome. Prime time you've for got a, You've got an appearance schedule that would make Brock Lesnar jealous. <laughs> yeah. But it's good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're very be- we're excited to have you back. We even got some uh, questions from fans this week uh, in honor of your return. So we will get to that oh my God. a oh, yeah. little bit later on. But first, let's make sure we're checking out the website, wrestlingleaders.com, for our latest match reviews and articles. Chris, I know you sent me or you sent in the group chat an article that you just posted, but I don't remember what it was. So can you please tell what the, what that was? Uh, yeah, I got Trump indicted with this fucking article. WrestleMania for the preview show. It was because of me, my article that got the feds on him finally and brought the bastard down. So poignant. yeah, it was all me. It, it was all my work. Uh, no, but I, it, it is an article about uh, primetime wrestling from 1988 classic gorilla and bobby episode it's a great way to get yourself hyped up for wrestlemania one of my favorite episodes of all time but it ironically does take place at trump plaza hotel and casino which doesn't exist and uh yeah it's fucking hilarious how things work out i I died laughing finding that out today (laughs) (laughs) well uh please be sure to (laughs) please be sure to check that out we've been churning out some more articles um and then also make sure that you're checking us out on Instagram, Twitter, at Wrestling Latest Podcast. Um, you can always DM us if you've got questions on there or if you just want a friend to talk. Uh, we can always use some more engagement there. Um, and then lastly, uh, I think this week we'll probably be putting out quite a bit of match reviews uh, as we look at Mania Week. And we're not even talking about, I mean, the WWE shows, yes, we'll put out ratings on that too, but all of the things going on right now. I think Sean's got uh, five screens going like it's March madness. It uh, truly is. Everything that's going on. He's in the control room. He's like the guy on uh stuck in the uh, lab. And yeah, who's the guy that does uh, the Landini? Red, Landino? NFL, red, yeah. NFL red zone. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, why don't you let the people know what the uh, show is uh, all about? I'm sure Chris actually forgot what our, what our segments are. Yeah, Chris probably needs a little check on the rundown. First, we're going to kind of hit you with how our trip to across the border was to the live impact show of Sacrifice. Then we'll hit hit you with the news, match, moment, and cringes of the week, along with what we're looking forward to this WrestleMania weekend and all the other trappings of wrestling. Yeah, so let's get right to it. So uh, Sean and I, we went to Windsor this past Friday. Uh, hit up the old stomping nice grounds. We feel like we're more of alumni of St. Clair College than we are of our actual universities we went to. Uh, because Practically. It brings us back to going to see Pete Dunne back in the day. We saw Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. He was wrestling in a t-shirt. Remember, he was wrestling in a t-shirt when we saw him. Three, week, three months Royal later, Rumble. he was uh, at the Royal Rumble. Slimmed. Slim. He, he dialed it in. Um, so it was our first time back since... Before COVID. Uh, since the pandemic, yeah. So we were supposed to go to Lethal Lockdown like March 28th of 2020. Oh, yeah. And that got canceled. So that was our first time back. Um, and I had a great time. My only complaint is the fans in Canada are 
a very, very passionate fans. I think we saw seven or eight people get thrown out during the middle of the show um, (laughs) at separate times. It wasn't even like two people getting thrown out at once. It was Mm -hmm. like this person out, this person out. There was a girl who uh, one of the security guards she had. I wish I could have seen how many steps she got on her iPhone. Like that employee that, of the it night. was insane. She was she was everywhere. she was going everywhere, throwing people out. People were giving the finger to security guards. Um, it was wild. Uh, Nick Khan, Nick Khan would he would not allow this in his. No, this his would not happen in his world. And uh, so there was that. Um, and then, like I mentioned, when we crossed the border, uh, they ask, "Oh, you know what? What what business do you have coming here?" And uh, we said, we're going to a wrestling show. And both times they asked if we are professional wrestlers, which I always thought border patrol agents were hardos, but that sweethearts is what I would call them now. (laughs) That was just, that was the most endearing thing that anybody's ever asked me. Oozing a machismo of a wrestler just coming out of that (laughs) Ford escape. Yeah. And it wasn't like, Oh, you guys aren't wrestlers. Are you? They're like, you guys wrestlers? You a wrestler? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. It was cause they wanted to catch us trying to work without a visa, but I don't care. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Got to pay the, the tax. You would have been uh, very pissed off. We didn't have any stickers. We'll let you down now. We didn't oh, have to border patrol. I remember that we need stickers as soon as I get into the building every time. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so that's, <laughs> that's on me. Uh, Jeez. but the show was really good. I think my only other complaint though is, it was so packed when we got like we got there at 730 and I guess bell time for like the pre-show stuff was technically 730, but we got yeah. there at 730 show was at eight. I think we were the last people to arrive. So we, like there it. was not a there was not a seat in the house. We were standing room only. And so the way this venue worked was there was two rows against the rail on you know either side yeah. and then standing room only and then there was bleachers so we were in the standing room only between the bleachers and the two rows the people in the front row of the show on our side stood the entire show just felt like you guys had the best view you don't need to stand yeah like you you already won you already have the good seat (laughs) leave it alone so annoying Uh, but it was still a good show I, i i enjoyed it um got to see you know speedball mike bailey jonathan gresham uh, the Jordan match. Grace match got canceled. It was supposed to be her versus um, Mickey James, Mickey but James. Mickey James had to pull out due to injury. Um, we were also Story supposed to see, show. Uh, yeah, Josh Alexander. He he was supposed to be in that uh, match against Time Machine, but he was injured. Uh, and man, there I I saw people talking online that apparently who was who's the tag him and bag him guy? Um, um, Steve Macklin, Burt Macklin. Yeah, Macklin. yeah, Macklin. Apparently, he is like the guy that they were designating to already take the title over. He's the reason we're alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that he was our air marshal on a on a flight one time. Uh, but uh, he was supposed to he's supposed to be the uh, the anointed one to take over the the world heavyweight championship and impact. And I am telling you, I got a bigger reaction from the crowd when I walked into the room than he did it was just it wasn't booze it wasn't cheers just a stale style nothing burger it was wild um yeah. cool to see uh detroit red wing great um darren mccarty, darren mccarty. yeah and uh, he got yeah and then we'll talk about it in my cringe but damn it if i didn't enjoy a bully ray match uh that was <laughs> it was fun it was it was it was, it was fun, fun chris f u n 
fun. You would have loved uh, it. But you're not was, allowed. I mean, it was a terrible. It was a terrible. It was a terrible match. But he had he had some good points to it. There was one po- thing that I do have against it, but I'll talk about it in my cringe. Well, um, and then I think from a total, I'm so bad at guessing how many people are in a building. Uh, I would. There had to be a thousand, right? Oh yeah, I would say fifteen hundred to to seventeen fifty. That's not bad. Yeah, okay. I, Honestly, yeah. it was an auxiliary gym in like a college, like a, a shoot around yeah. gym, warm up okay. gym. Yeah, that's but that's good though. Yeah, bleachers yeah. packed. Okay, honestly, it's it like just ECW's slammed size. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you know, I'm so bad at guessing like amounts of like people in a room or ages or like weight or anything. Like if you were if like jelly Cedar beans Point, in a jar, you know, like Cedar Point, how they have those like people that'll be like, hey, get over here, and I get to guess your weight, your height, and your age, and if if I'm wrong, you win. Cedar Point would go out of business if I was like in that role. I am. I have no like. Once Jack is like two, I will have no idea if he's two years old or eleven. I have just no sense <laughs> of like ages, amounts of people. I just I can't do it. But it was a great time. They're doing the running slam anniversary in July. Um, unfortunately, Sean, I believe you'll be. Yep, I believe Sean will already be uh, out of town for that. Um, I don't know if I'll go to that because they already put the tickets on sale i think if i was going to go again i would want to buy seats. a seat yeah yeah i didn't i didn't like the having to stand the whole time i not wear these my shoes bones. my shoes i wear they're for fashion not for function they were not comfortable to to be rocking uh for 10 hours uh, fashionistas and elitists <laughs> yeah so uh that's enough talking from us let's let let's let chris talk let's go uh into our news of the week uh, Chris, you still got it? Yes. Do you still yeah. what to do? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm firing with a lot of brain cells dead now that I'm a father. Um, so all access debuted last night. Um, it was okay show. I don't really like reality shows. And I realized that about five minutes into this, I'm like, why is this off? And it's like, well, I fucking hate reality shows. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. if you didn't know, uh, anything about what was happening with CM Punk or the stuff with the elite, you'd have been like, okay, what are they talking about? Um, I hate it that much. What's you, a you know, and like, so that was kind of an odd thing. I understand why they didn't do it. Um, and then even with some of Adam Cole's uh, injury, with you not seeing his injury or not seeing him stumble a little bit backstage, you don't really get as a viewer or someone who doesn't know wrestling, how traumatizing a concussion was. That being said, it's fascinating to watch all the backstage stuff. I mean, like little shit like Moxley uh, having a sucker in his yap talking to a bandun or a bandion or whatever her name is in the background. <laughs> like that's the only time yeah. you saw Moxley. That was cool. And then um, it does a good job of just showing AEW in a more positive light. And I think at the end of the day, this is what this is. This is just a way to make them look a little bit better and it shows them hopefully is less chaotic and giving people a view behind the curtain to show that it's not just this shit show where everyone hates each other and then drops the rope i yeah i watched it i don't know that i'll continue to watch it um i i struggle though with the the fact that it was so fresh from the the cm punk stuff they're kind of vaguely talking about like it makes zero sense to have a reality show and then you're not addressing it. I get why they're not, but also then you need to not have it start there. You need to not, yeah. don't even have the bucks talking about returning. 
that's ridiculous. Like that part to me was crazy. Was this like you have this show that's supposed to be about the backstage stuff and then you don't show the biggest backstage thing that's happened in wrestling in probably the last, you know, 10 years really besides like any deaths. Right. So that's, that annoyed me. And also like, you know, they're, they're covering Sammy and unless I missed it, like that should have also been right around the time of the Andrade stuff. And so they just don't acknowledge that. Like, so it's about backstage, but it's not about backstage. It's not for me, but I, I do think that this will help get, you know, significant others who might not like the wrestling, um, but they're, you know, their husband, boyfriend or girlfriend likes the show, uh, likes wrestling. And like this could get the other side of that relationship into it. They can get more invested in the characters. And I think for a character who's perpetually polarizing, such as Sammy and Ty, um, hopefully it shows him in a better light. I think the one thing that was cool about it, though, is you saw him get so excited about being able to wrestle um, Brian Danielson. I almost Ooh. said the wrong thing to really fuck up on my way back. Had to catch you. Um, but it did show his excitement and like how much of a big deal he thought that was and the significance of it. And then it was also cool to see Tony Schiavone just like, walking around backstage and acting like a big shot and just having some confidence back. It's like swagger. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice to see Tony do that. Um, so yeah, it's again, probably not for me either, but I'll watch it as background fodder just because it's interesting to see the background of what's happening um, at an AEW show. And it's something unique, but I wouldn't watch this if I was someone who wasn't into wrestling. Like, I don't know how it would translate if you were just random channel surfer and wanting to watch this i'd be like i don't understand any of this shit no and at least total divas was on a a network like e where you kind of had that market set that you could connect get that connection to the the ladies but this i don't know oh i have a recording set i'll i'll watch it on a rainy day but i'm not gonna go out of my way for this or stay up extra late yeah yeah and i'm sure there's gonna be some interesting stuff that comes out of it but it's I like it better than what Rose to the Top was. I like that this is the entire ecosystem yeah. of uh, AEW rather than <laughs> not as have you watched as many as you've watched of uh Corey and Carmella? No. I was in that. <laughs> I was into that. Uh what was your news of the week, Sean? Um speaking of that backstage at AEW, uh Moxley kind of gave his little spiel, his piece on the sessions with uh, Renee talked about how much bullshit drama there was in that backstage at AEW and definitely seems to be what uh, the thing to talk about now lately. He clearly was irritated the whole start of the show, irate with uh, just like kind of the the fresh off the, the punk news, I guess, the Twitter sphere of AEW. Um, very weird. He said he wasn't under contract last year, last summer during the, the All Out when he had to step in and uh, work punk for All Out. Uh, kind of viewed it as he bent over backwards and rightfully so if someone who you've you're not under contract why are you going to step in at the biggest pay-per-view and f- go for the title he then gets dragged and I'm, I'm sure that pisses him off and gets him even a little more pissed off at all the drama that uh, a certain person is spewing all the time he made mention of a comment too and i kind of wanted to get your guys's thought on it he said um what is it? If you would have gone with me in the first place, we wouldn't be dealing with this again. And I do like that again. Do you, do you think that means just like we knew CM Punk was going to go back to this? This is who he is. He's going to complain no matter what. I don't know. That's where I kind of drew a line. I, to. 
Honestly, I only listened to about half of the episode because I, I can just only take like Mox talking isn't that interesting to me. Um, he just doesn't come off as the most like intelligent. <laughs> like I, he's great. He's a great he's wrestler, not. but he yeah. just he's not offering a ton of insight to me. So I don't really know. I guess my answer is I out of, out of context. I don't think I heard that. So I don't think I can provide an answer. I don't know if Chris had anything. No, I mean, I, uh, who knows, but it goes to everything with punk. It's like, I just don't know what is legitimate from him. What's grievances, what's him talking out of anger, what's exaggeration, what's hyperbole, what's a work, what's a shoot. I have no fucking clue. And you just get a waft of sadness from him. Anytime a thing of him percolates back up. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes into my news of the week, which is, there's been multiple people reporting this. I, I don't like like last week. I purposely just kind of ignored because I recorded after the whole, you know, Instagram story that got deleted and all of that stuff. Um, but it seems pretty clear that punk wants back. Like to me, when you look at the way that he left WWE, he didn't talk about wrestling. Silent. He didn't make references to wrestling. Really? Like you'd see him in an interview and they wouldn't ask him about wrestling to the point where you're like, Oh, clearly this was like a stipulation to this, right? Um, I do believe that he truly wants back and I'm seeing these reports from Fightful that he does. And maybe that's changed a little bit since what happened last week, but it's very interesting to me that like, there's also, there was also part of that rumor was that he was willing to apologize to some people, what he was willing to apologize for, how much of it, things like that, who knows, but I actually found that interesting because punk seems like the type of person that would just dig himself into a hole further and further and further. And he kind of did that. I think with the whole, Oh, my dog had to get his teeth removed thing from the fight. And then it came out like that. That wasn't true. And also, I don't know if you guys remember, there was somebody who was on Punk's side. There's, there's an unnamed wrestler that was there. That was originally on Punk's side. And then when he came out with that story, that wrestler, then switched and said, okay, punk is like crazy. There's a lot of people who believe that it's MJF um, because they're like, that's insane. Like he was using that to try to be, he was being like, just trying to be toxic with it, like trying to cause more drama. Um, So it's very interesting to me to see that punk might be like, oh shit, I might be in the wrong here because he doesn't seem like somebody who has ever thought that about himself. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would say that's pretty accurate. I don't think based on he portrays himself that he's ever been like, hey, I fucked up. It's my fault that I'm in the wrong about this. Um, You know, and two, it's sad because if you didn't know any of this backstage stuff, I think we've talked about this before when the great bomb initially dropped. If you didn't know um, the backstage stuff that happened after all out, you would have thought this is one of the most magical runs and a great swan song to a uh, career. And that's what makes it sad too, is you thought that this was going to be him finding happiness in wrestling. And it seems like it just didn't happen. And me as a depressed person, I maybe I'm projecting here, but I always thought CM Punk was chronically depressed and just very, 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 very depressed. And you want to just see him have like some sliver of continued happiness and stability. And I don't know if he's able to allow that to happen for himself based on how he allows himself to be portrayed. Who knows what's real or not? 
Uh, yeah, I he is he's he's like somebody to study, like a study and ego <laughs> and uh and just uh a study and self um destruction almost. I can't wait and for someone that. I'd never want to meet like, self <laughs> don't meet your heroes, really. Oh no, yeah. and and, they, and not even like oh don't don't meet your heroes, but just God, like remember last year and you bump into Eric Bischoff, you bump into DDP and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. even Tommy Draymond was like, hi, guys. And like waving and shit like he just would seem like someone you wouldn't want to talk to. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't know what yeah, to expect and I wouldn't I would be unnerved and on like, I don't know what you'd be like. Yeah. yeah or just like thinking, like, how am I offending him right now? And you're yeah. not even doing it. Like, you're I'll just like eating a sandwich. Looks. Yeah. Uh, is you know what the living uh, embodiment of that you uh, die the hero or live long enough to become the villain? He's just God. I can't believe I used I used to advocate for that man to play Casey Jones in the TMNT films and don't ruin our TMNT now. No, stay away. Uh, moving on to our match of the week. Chris is gone for three months, but we're all still on the same page about what makes good wrestling. We all Secret have the same up. match. Chris, why don't you talk about it first? Yeah, Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb was our um, consensus match of the night or match of the week. Uh, loved the fact that the ribs were used, they were sold. Jeff Cobb threw around Kenny like he was a rag doll. Um, it built a little bit slower and then it sped up. I mean, obviously it wasn't the match that was the Kenny Omega Vikingo match, but this was still very, very good. Kenny had a great um display jeff cobb still looked really strong i wrote in my article that jeff cobb reminds me of a more athletic rhino um he just has that little that. center of gravity and just a thick fucking guy and it was cool to see him get his shit in and he had a good performance too the post-match antics we'll talk about later on but i thought it was a good match and the best match of the night i think it was certainly better than not to shit on it but garcia and adam cole like i think adam cole still figuring out his character and learning how to wrestle as a baby face. So I thought this was the clear match of the week and night. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you texted last night. Kenny Omega's doing a new Japan match in AEW and it absolutely felt like that. Just the test of strengths with them all. Jeff Cobb hit an awesome, like delayed running uh, brain buster early yeah. on in the match. Just fantastic. But the, the size of Jeff Cobb and the the ability of Kenny Omega to put on a great match is it's just fantastic together. Loved it. Loved the end. Led into a great little moment. And uh, I'm loving that we're having like like every wrestler's had like a little tear. Hangman had a run. Danielson had his tear. And now we're on to Kenny Omega putting on a great match every single week. So just good times. Yeah, I said it last week. I I never I didn't realize how much I missed Singles Kenny until I got Singles Kenny again. And goddamn is he good. Um and you you texted me yesterday too. We were we were texting on the side because Chris was behind. So Chris, I don't want you to think we were sorry, behind your back. Yeah, we don't have yeah, we don't have a we don't normally have a chat without you. Um yeah. <laughs> but uh that that one V trigger was just so stiff so stiff it was i loved it i i love new japan kenny but new japan kenny as much as i love the style of him he belongs you know where where he has the biggest chance to have eyes right so AEW first i mean obviously wwe you could argue is bigger eyes but then he's not gonna ever really get to wrestle that way so i love that he adapts his style um to who he's facing i love jeff cobb 
I also really like Jeff Cobb just being a guy that comes out every now and then on AEW television. Like, sure, I want if he wants to be in AEW, then I will be happy for him to be there. But um, if he's happy in New Japan, I love the idea of him just being a mercenary that comes in every now and then. Hopefully, he gets some W's uh, on television for AEW. But um, absolutely, just a, been a fan since we met him at Evolve. Um, yeah, and uh, I got to I got to buy his shirt and yoke it. So, um, moving on to our moment of the week, once again, synergy, we are, we are back. Like we never left moment of the week was all the same. Chris start off. Yeah. Danielson joining the Blackpool combat club. Again, I loved the subtle placement of their bodies and positioning where it's where it seemed like okay now he's going to hit that psycho running knee and then he didn't and then he got the crowd to get all fucking pissed off and they just dreaded that moment when he did do it um just a perfectly executed heel turn and they're heels they're not cool heels they're not tweeners they're not um kind of the elite where it's like okay you have you're 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 playing it both ways and it's just kind of loosely defined these are heels, they're assholes, they're psychopaths, they're you violent. Hate it's a nice stable. Like this is a good group. Uh, everyone is firing on all cylinders, and I think it's going to be um, musty television all summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is perfect. There's going to be so many possibilities to come with a heel stable like this, just to to run rough shot on AEW, and uh, really looking forward to it. And hopefully, Alex's thoughts come to fruition, and, and we get a big match here in May. Yeah, I my first thought is, is it, does this mean we're getting blood and guts in Detroit again? Dose uh, three times. Yeah, and it's Blackpool Combat Club, uh, or uh, as um, Hangman calls them, the BBC. Um, so that was. I, I don't know if did, did you catch that, Chris? By the way, oh. he called it that, and then you could hear people laugh, giggling in the background. In that the he accidentally called him that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so but uh yeah that was a great moment i literally had texted sean i just pulled up my uh i I, I texted him don't do it brian with three exclamation (laughs) points and then literally like two seconds later he does it um which is funny because i both hated it and loved it i think that that was exactly what he needed to do from a character standpoint from an interest standpoint but i I was so sad to see it happen because we did get him as a little bit of a face recently and I agree what, what the Blackpool combat club is right now is they're interesting. And this is really what they should be. Like they're this, this group that loves fighting and loves all of this stuff. Them as faces was never really, never really truly clicked. It was a great idea. I loved it from the start, but it never really was interesting beyond the idea of them. Um, what they were doing was never interesting. I love it though. Right now um, interested to see if they take on Takeshita. Uh, we know that, um, you know, Don Callis has been scouting him for the elite for so long. Does Takesh to join Blackpool Combat Club and the elite adds somebody, right? I wow. think there's a lot Bring of ways I can go. I hope I'm it. not psyching myself up too much for this potential blood and guts again, because I would love I would love to to get that again. I would love it if that's where if Detroit just became AEW's blood and guts uh, central. We're perfect it would make no it. sense to do it, though, two weeks before the pay-per-view or three weeks before the pay-per-view. It would make absolutely no sense, but I hope they do it. That'd be awesome. Well, last time they did it, uh, like two weeks after. Yeah. Two we- it was two weeks after last time. So, Oh, two or I mean, if weeks, it's right? after that. Yeah. yeah well, I got, yeah, weird timing there, too. Who knows? 
Tony, Tony loves to give away a lot on TV, which I am. I know some people think is they'll complain about. I think it's weird to complain about that. I fucking love it. Um, let's uh, move on to our cringe of the week. Here we have a little bit of uh, differences here. So, Chris, what uh, what did you hate? This is a preemptive cringe. It's part of the uh, new cycle that's going on with WWE right now with Nick Khan. We made a joke about it before about him saying that there's no fights in the stands when at last year's WrestleMania. Ooh, that one. Um, but then he talked about how, okay, the rights deals are coming up right now. And so they're, they get, they uh, are giving right of refusal to Fox and NBC universal at the same time. There's news about the sale going through, but they're still not saying what's officially happening there. But the thing that got me going was just where's Vince at in this. Um, before it was Vince has no part of creative. He's not talking to them. He's not even in the office. Now we know that he was like sitting at Gorilla last week, which isn't always the biggest deal, but just there's more and more signs that he's getting more involved and more involved. And I wonder if at WrestleMania, um, you know, Struts we're going to get a goddamn pal and then Roman's going to squash Cody in like three seconds or just some Vince thing that's like, oh, my God, he's back. And like, yeah. holy fuck, he's back and this makes zero goddamn sense. Or like Chad Gable becomes a dwarf or something like just some classic Vince where it's Haha, Bell, like it's just going to come out. And then um, I would not be surprised, too, if like we do find out that like the fireworks are going off, Kid Rock's blaring, and then you find out they oh, sold yeah. the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> they just bury it in the end credits. Yeah. Like just like <laughs> Instead of like when it, (laughs) well, you know how they like, they'll, they'll like show the WWE logo or whatever, like at the end of a, like, they'll just do that, but it'll just be the crown prince's logo. (laughs) Just murdering a journalist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, the whole, it just feels like, I was telling my buddy Brandon today, sometimes it feels like, are we talking about WWE? Are we talking about North Korea with the way that their propaganda works in terms of, oh, they do. Oh oh, yeah. yeah. We have breaking the fourth wall. We haven't. We haven't had a fight in 15 years. People literally posted videos from the house show in Boston last week where there was a fist fight. Like, you, like you, even if he was being selective with his memory and like, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe he's counting reported incidents or something like that. So like technically the mania one that we saw doesn't count. Like literally there was one within the last fortnight for you. Like there, it, they happen and you're serving alcohol at all of these things. And it's not a bad, big deal. Like as long as you're not getting people kicked out at the rate that they were at that impact show, you're doing fine. And that's, I, I don't know. It's just a weird thing to brag about when it's clearly a lie. People you know, get this, kicked out this, of like little girls figure skating for literally baseball and behavior. Like it just yeah. fucking happens. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's on the same level as like, Oh yeah. Kim Jong-un invented the hot dog and, once had 18 hole in ones when he went golfing like it's the yeah, same level my, of like believable i love Magic that I, I love that factoid and then i also love too that um <laughs> that all fact, the birds in fact. korea sung when he was born too that's a great <laughs> fact as well. yeah those are really really good facts true facts i love true those facts. uh sean did you have anything to add to that oh no um yeah i just oh, no. that's bullshit i saw it with my my ba- my own eyes a fight in in real life so stupid uh, i'm i'm over the the politics sean, of wwe sean was just fighting fighting through the 
the pain of having of double fisting beers all night too. Like you were, you were having an internal fight. I see. I saw plenty of fights at Mania. You were, oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, you're a mo- you're, you're. Meanwhile, I was just sitting there in pain, just hungover, too much drinking, too much sun. I was uh, in my element. Give me a couple of ranch waters and let's let's get heavy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. Uh, year, what was your cringe of the week, Sean? Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, I just gotten some major FOMO missing missing out this year. The the little yeah. taste mm-hmm. last year was enough, just a, a heroin's level dose to get you hooked. And uh, boy, I want to I chase the dragon. Flight, I looked at flight tickets literally um, uh, on like Monday, and it was like thousand bucks to get to LA, and it was, it was quick. Okay, yeah, it's it's impossible, but. I would just love to be there. It's a great, great, fun time for any wrestling fan. If you can do it, do it. And uh, can't pass these moments up. We'll yeah, do it for I'm, Philly. Yeah. Philly. Yeah. I'm going to struggle to not, anytime it's especially like kind of local to the Midwest, I will struggle to not go for the festivities around it. I don't, yeah. like, like we've said before, like I don't need to spend, I think we spent like 600 bucks on the Mania tickets last year. I don't know that I ever need to do that again. Um, Probably not. But goddamn, like just the rush of going around. And this year we would kind of know what we're doing. We wouldn't make the same, you know, mistakes people, and stuff like that. Yeah. People would be pointing finger fingers. Oh, that's the wrestling elitists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it would just would have been here. Our seats. Here's a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> They're in our seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, we, I, we uh, found that, that mistake. Still see, here's a seat. Here's a sticker. Sorry. Yeah, I miss you, dude. Miss you. I, I, I miss it too, man. I, I absolutely. Last year was so much fun. It was and, a movie. Um, yeah, I. It was a movie. I would definitely want to take up a residency at a lot more of the GCW shows. Um, I think we picked the right one to go to uh, because spring break being at midnight is just, whoa, that doesn't work for me, pal. Uh, but everything we'll else, you know, going to going to Bloodsport. Um, yeah, and then the me- the not MediaCon. What is it? Uh, WrestleCon or whatever. Like that, such a shit show, but so fun. Like just absolutely, especially when um, what's Onita when when his guy couldn't oh. start the because I was I was the uncomfortable chainsaw. when he was going around with the chainsaw, but when it when he flooded the engine, I was having a lot more fun. Oh god, <laughs> it's hard to breathe. Um, yeah, I I would tell anybody that's a wrestling fan to go because it's, it's more than it's not a, it's not a celebration of WWE that weekend at this point, it's a celebration of wrestling. I am grateful that WWE has WrestleMania because it, it creates this, but um, the weekend itself has transformed into such so much more beyond that. Yeah. GCW even has a indie hall of fame going too. So it's yeah, plenty to caliber. see. Scaler yes. being uh, put in this year. Uh, my cringe of the week. Uh, God damn it. If I didn't enjoy a bully Ray match, uh, him versus Tommy dreamer. It was a terrible match, uh, but it was just fun. Like it was a good kind of breakup from what we had been watching. Um, you know, we got to see Darren McCarty get involved, go through a table. Uh, we had, we had caught, we had seen him earlier. I thought he was going to do something with the motor city machine guns just because motor city. I didn't even, Registered to me that it would be something with, uh, yeah, with Bully Ray in that Bully, match. But, of course, um, that was good. My one complaint, though, so Bully Ray was upset about the, 
uh, the refs holding the ladder for Hobbs a few weeks ago. And so in this match, he did a spot where he made fun of that by ha- getting on a step oh, ladder and then making the ref hold it. And he like did a whole like bit. He did like a whole bit about it where he was nervous getting on and it was wobbly and everything like that. That I, I don't mind him poking fun, but that ruins kayfabe in the same way. Like when you're, when you're mocking the other spots and doing all of that, like you're, you're also exposing the fakeness of everything at that point. Like with the way that he did it and how over animated he was like comedy and wrestling ruins it for you, like from a realism standpoint. So pick one or the other. That's, that's my one complaint about that match. Um, Tommy dreamer rough, uh, didn't look great, but I still love him, uh, for the memories, for the memories. I, I don't necessarily think that he needs to be wrestling anymore. Um, I think they're having another hardcore match now on April 15th or something like that. It'll be like a, like a full on hardcore match instead of a first blood. It was a kind of screwy finish, but oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do feel like I, I needed to come on this, this week and eat crow because I called it a bathroom break. Even when he was coming out, I said, I'm not going to react to anything, but there was some shit I reacted to. Yeah, they did. a They did you a good did. job. So, um, we Fucking we here at Wrestling Elitist podcast we are nothing if not honest. So, yeah, yeah. It was. I did was, yell at one fun. point to him, "Wrestling Elitist, bitch!" Um, but I don't think he uh, heard me. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! <laughs> so, uh, well, let's move on to our anticipation, Chris. I'm looking forward to blood sport. So it's on right now, but I'll be watching it later. Um, um, Sean has it on in one of his uh, 17 screens. I can tell you, I'm looking forward to uh, speedball and and, uh, Koto Ibushi. Uh, Looking forward to that. I was super impressed with blood sport last year. I think that was the event uh, for the indie shows that I was really interested and quite liked. Um, That was a really fun show. So yeah, different. and like, so. and then I also just like shoot style a little bit more. I like a more aggressive wrestling that's more realistic based. Um, the funny thing is, though, is like I've been subsequently uh, much more into MMA and watching UFC, and probably now I watch UFC maybe like the fight night or at least all the prelim matches for their pay-per-views. And that's almost on like a weekly basis. So it'll be interesting now to watch Bloodsport and be like, Oh, maybe I like hate this now. Cause it's like not the real thing. It's so, like, Oh, this yeah. shit's terrible. So and I might not be a fan of it at all. So I'm kind of interested to see how I waver. I didn't actually watch any of the, um, old blood sports on fight plus just to be able to like, you know, I don't know, watch it as it's happening, but I'm excited for that the most. Um, I just like that presentation and the way that they do that. And I think uh, the, the whole pageantry will be fun to watch the pageantry of it when like they all, and just to when we, before we started, it happened. Uh, they bring them all out one by one and they yeah. line up and just feels like a John Claude Van Damme blood sport kind of movie. And they, they've got a real good feel on that. The venues that they choose for it, Ukrainian cultural center is a little different, but that place they were in, in Dallas was perfect for it. Just like a warehouse, Felt yeah. like a fight club. It was that's a show to be at if you're gonna go to Mania Weekend for sure. And and Kota Bushin, Speedball, Mike Bailey, that's that's a pairing. 
Well, and just Kota having his first match in general, like he hasn't wrestled in forever and performed in a long time. And he was a, I mean, he did do some MMA himself, right? I think at at one point Mm -hmm. or at least trained. So uh, it's not like he's this, it's a total work and he's, you know, some guy who like incorporates it and knows wrestling, but has no background in it whatsoever. He legitimately does. And he's an interesting guy to say the least. Uh, Very much. <laughs> so who the fuck knows what to expect from him? Uh, supposedly he's injured, but he's still going to go ahead with the match. So it'll be good. Long yeah. And just, I think one thing that's that GCW has done right. And they almost ruined it early on with blood sport is they've kept it a special thing. They're not running it year round, yes. constantly doing it. The first, I think back when it was Matt riddles, they did run a couple a year. Um, and I love it just being once a year mania you get some big names like mox involved and then you don't see it for a year i think that that's part of what keeps it interesting because that shoot style does there is only so much i feel like you can really do sean what are you uh what are you looking forward to uh mine's a little little blend of the best of both the worlds of your both of your anticipations mike bailey versus viking go at joey janela spring break that's going to be an amazing match. The The person we watched last year all around Dallas, the person we would have watched all around LA this year, Vikingo is just a perfect time to be on a hot roll. And this is a, a great weekend to have a, a fuck ton of good matches. Yeah, I am. I'm pumped for that. I think speedball is built for WrestleMania week uh, at this point. Like that's just, I'll actually be, I'll be sad. Like, once again, like I'll be happy for him because he'll be making money. But if you were to go to like WWE, I'll be so sad to lose him because he's got such a unique style. He's so enjoyable. Um, no, just shit. absolutely. I think he steals a show every time you see him and, and he's got such a, I just love uh, like that. I don't even know what you call it. That like weird, like twisting thing that he does into the corner where he kicks people. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, like where it's like it kind of looks like he's going to kick and he just keeps going around. It's like he's he's like twirling all the way to the to a corner and then I'll kick him in the face. I don't know what the fuck he calls it, um, but like some of the oh. stuff he does is just so unique. It's stuff that you you don't see from anybody else, um, which I think is is special in uh, today's world. Um, and then my anticipation, uh, as you mentioned, it's a little bit of a a uh, hybrid right there with yours. It's super card of honor and seeing commander versus Vikingo. I fucking love like when you get to see these, uh, Lucha wrestlers that are just, they just, it feels like they come out of nowhere, but you know that they've been doing this for 10, 15 years in Mexico. And, uh, then they get, they get a chance to showcase it on a, on a big stage. I think Vikingo has on, has a ton of momentum. Commander looked amazing in that, uh, that ladder match, the uh, face of revolution ladder match. I hope he's actually a ring of honor or, uh, AEW wrestler soon. Uh, just absolutely insane. That match is going to be so good. Please don't text me during it because I will not be watching it live. Um, I think, you know, as much as I am going to enjoy blood sport and everything, I think super card of honor because of the stakes right now with, with what's going on in ring of honor is, probably the most interesting show for me right now yeah all around stack card bunch of could be a ton of title changes hopefully and uh 
Yeah. Always good to see Shibata you- on a on a lineup. For sure. That was a cool that was a cool final surprise. Once again, another I think if <laughs> I would guess that that was probably what like put it over the edge for you where you're like, I gotta look at the plane tickets at least to see. Right. Just <laughs> yeah. I'd hate myself um, if I didn't. I'm I'm excited for two, and this isn't in our thing, so I apologize for uh, springing this up on you. But we've got—I don't know if you guys saw the announcement that officially they are going to be retiring the current Ring of Honor belts. Yeah, they got a new design, oh, and cool. so that ladder match will be the debut of the new design. Who do you guys Sweet. think is going to win that? I believe—I'll uh, tell you who I believe, and uh, I think it's going to be uh, the top flight because you, it's two brothers. So similar to the Briscoes, I think you go with faces so that Mark can present them with the titles. Um, and then they're in the middle of this feud with the kingdom. So there's already a built in like first title feud for them. I don't uh, think that they're necessarily the right choice. Um, you know, I, I texted you guys over the week. Like, I don't think Darius is back yet fully. Like he's just, he's slower. He, and he, I, I really like him, but I feel like he, thinks he's still as capable as he was before his injury. And and I think he can get there, but he he's essentially been out for two years, you know, minus a, a small brief time where he was back. Um, it just, every nothing looked natural like it used to. And yeah. I think that it would be a detriment for them to be holding the titles before they're fully ready. Um, I granted it's on ROH rather than AEW, but mm-hmm. that's my guess on where they go with the titles. I also wouldn't hate the Lucha Brothers, or you know, I can't remember everybody that's in it off the top of my head. But um, Kingdom, that was where my head Aussie went. Open, Aussie Open. Oh, I love Aussie Open, but it feels like they're always just in a match to look great and then lose. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of our lives. I mean, yeah. I I, I don't point. think you're wrong there. Top Flight is a good story. And I think you're right. They do have that natural uh, feud with the kingdom. I mean, I like to see, I would love to see Lucha Bros get it. Um, and they might get it just because of the payback for putting over Hobbs so well the last couple of weeks on Rampage. Yeah. So I don't know. But it'll be a good match. It'll be a good shit show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually also that uh, the card for uh, tonight's um, Ring of Honor, because I think they filmed it yesterday after. Uh, after Dynamite, they filmed Super Car- or the last Ring of Honor episode, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. I'm going to jump on my uh, my bike after this and probably watch that while you guys are watching uh, Bloodsport and everything. So Ring There's of Honor's so been really good. It's insane. I've, I've I've started catching up on the Ring of Honor television show. It is very good. It's it's I, a good I show. Never, I, thought, I need to start. See, watching I could it. never I could never really watch like Dark and everything because it just felt like it was a wasted it was wasted time, but like. Ring of Honor has felt like there's they're doing things with it. They're hmm. they're actually making the matches matter and everything. So it's been good. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we had some listener questions. So uh, the first one I have is, uh, you know, in honor of WrestleMania week, what's your favorite WrestleMania, Chris? Uh, WrestleMania Got it from three. the rooftops. Yeah, hands down, WrestleMania three, three. Yeah, Pontiac Silverdome. Yeah, Michigan WrestleMania. It's still like our biggest event. It feels like from a wrestling perspective, even though it took place years ago, and uh, just so many historic moments from my childhood that I enjoyed. And I watched that tape a billion times. Andre and Hogan, and Steamboat and Savage, and Piper and Adrian Adonis is really great too. Like that's a ton of fun. And then even the uh, six man match that they had with the Heart Foundation and Tito, or uh, Heart Foundation and 
Danny Davis versus the British Bulldogs and Tito. It's like a really like underrated match too. That's a lot of fun. It's just a good show. And that fucking crowd is huge and it's in our backyards. Uh, it's a shame the stadium doesn't mm. exist anymore because it's a hell of a lot better than that fucking dumb Ford. Field. Hey, 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 <laughs> no, go. If it, was still, if it was still in the silver dome, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet, but I don't trust a dome like that. It's going to concave one day. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge shithole. That's not why, <laughs> but, uh, it's better to be in Detroit. Mine, um, you, Sean? probably in the, the height of my my wrestling fandom as a kid, WrestleMania 20, uh, you had the the perfect ending with at that time with uh, Chris Benoit <laughs> <Jesus>. going over. <laughs> uh, just it was a beautiful moment just at that at that moment. But uh, caveat, him winning, caveat. <laughs> caveat. Uh, Eddie Guerrero uh, beating Kurt Angle, just great matches. No. Uh, the Oh, what else was there? Christian and even Chris Jer- uh, Christian and Chris Jericho had a good match. Uh, John Cena's first title, I believe. Yeah, good show. Just peak of my time. And um, uh, Undertaker return to um, the Dead Man. Just mm-hmm. that was a that was a great little little run in anticipation to to finally see him come back as that in in my lifetime. Yeah, that was a, that was a solid one. I think great I moment. kind of. Great. I think I retroactively, uh, I think I've retroactively blocked that one as one of my top, um, I have morals. Uh, but I think for me, um, it's probably, it's kind of a tie, like weirdly enough, I'd love 22. Um, so that one, there's nothing like terribly memorable. I don't think about that show, but I mean, you had Mysterio against, uh, Angle and Orton, uh, Shawn Michaels defeating Mr. McMahon in a no holds barred match. Uh, Taker versus Mark Henry. Uh, it's interesting because that one took place. It was in Chicago and it was at Allstate Arena. It's so weird to watch. Big time. Uh, a, <laughs> a WrestleMania just in like a in an arena like that. Um, you also had that was I think part of why that one stands out to me all the time is the Money in the Bank match. Oh yeah, um, Shelton Benjamin just used to be a fucking star in those. Yeah. It was just his absolutely leaps. like him. Him when he like ran up the one ladder and then like clotheslined. I can't even I can't even remember who he clotheslined off of the ladder. Uh, he was just insane. Um, but then also uh, seventeen. You know, you had a lot of oh. a lot of great stuff with that one. And that too, you know? uh, Edge and Mick Foley match too from that one. Twenty two. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, twenty two. That was. Yep, I believe there was Crazy. also a uh, a Playboy pillow fight match, which I obviously did not watch. Was a yeah, fan of that. I loved watching the JBL and Benoit match. <laughs> yeah. Two of the most likable guys in the business. Um, At that other time. listener question that we had was, uh, "What match are you looking forward to as potential the most for Forbidden Door Two? As we uh, as we come upon that." have you had any time to think about that boys yeah i mean i'd like the idea of danielson and um wrestling and especially as them both as heels i think that would actually be fun to just watch them out asshole each other that'd be great um we mentioned jeff cobb i'd like to see jeff cobb and brody king wrestle that'd be fucking sweet holy shit um i'd like to see shingo and hangman or just hangman and okada because they didn't get a chance to really do that with like the four way match they had at last Forbidden Door. Um, I mean, Adam Cole and Sonata could be good. Like, there's a lot of guys that could 
be a night out orange cassidy yeah that but that actually could be a lot of that could be really fucking good yeah the wild card that i have is like who would you have shabata wrestle um well now you've already got built in right i was gonna say you've you've got a built-in like rematch with yuda potentially yeah yeah there's that possibility Danielson there. maybe a daniel garcia daniel garcia yeah you could have him you know anybody who who can go with him in the that kind of more submission style now that he has um it'll be interesting to see how him and him, him and yuda go go at it uh this weekend that'll be because yuda yes he has that submission style but he also likes to fucking ground and pound so he's um, a good slapper yuda's like one of the best like he can bitch slap really well Bitch slap for a bitch. Yeah, lay down the goon here. Oh yeah. Oh, nice uh, entourage reference there. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Sean. What is uh, what? What do you have in mind for Forbidden Door? I could probably see four matches with Brian Danielson in one night and be happy. But him versus Shingo, I think, is really where my mind goes to right off the bat. Him turning heel now. I don't know what you do. Do you put him against a a face in New Japan? But. Okada versus Hangman, I would enjoy, but I'm kind of actually now really liking that idea of Orange Cassidy versus Naito. I think that would be a, a fun little fuck around match that would turn out to be. They both put on like that wild style once they actually get going, so that'd be fun. Man, I actually wouldn't be upset at uh, Shingo versus Samoa Joe. That to me, fuck. Could God be. damn. I'm pretty sure they faced off back in the day in ROH, like in like 2008 or something like that. Mm. Um, so that would be great to see them come back at it. I, I just want to see Samoa Joe kind of get a chance to do a year of like, give him, let him do the, I know he gets hurt a lot. Like, so maybe a G1 wouldn't be great for him, but like give him a G1, like just let him almost have a year excursion where he just gets to go and have all these like dream matches. That would be incredible. I, I love Samoa Joe so much. And, He's probably going to be dropping the belt to Mark Briscoe this weekend. So definitely if you love someone, set them free. Okay. So let me throw that back at you. Okay. So you want to see Samoa Joe in in the G1. Definitely. Sean, who would you like to see in the G1 from AEW? From AEW? Uh, Brody King. Malachi Black. I I was going to say Malachi Black. I'd love to see that. That would be be great. Great style. Kind of that judo kickboxer just to, to go in there and. And fuck around. Like if Osprey and Kenny don't wrestle, I'd love to see Malachi Black and Osprey wrestle. That's the plan, though, right? It's already kind of. I'm, I'm guessing so because, like Meltzer said, and you know, for what it's worth, um, that they held back in their match at Wrestle Kingdom, which is insane to think because that's one of the best matches ever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they held back, which I again, you, I, I don't know how that's fathomable. Um, but I'm guessing that's what was going to be the main event before Osprey's injury. So who knows? But I think that would be that would Just be my choice to main event. It. Wait and see. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's the match. Yeah, I I would love to see that. Um, I think for me, if I have to pick a, a dream match for Forbidden Door Two, though, I like the idea of Shingo versus literally anybody. Um, but I, I really just want to get an Okada solo match. I don't even really care who it's against, but I I felt like they... It felt like cheating a little bit or cutting corners doing that four-way match last year. I get why they did it, 
but if you're going to, but if you're going to commit to, if you're going to commit to doing this joint show, then we need the stars to face people. And it doesn't have to be Okada versus Ken or versus Kenny. It could be Okada versus hell, even Adam Cole, but like you could do it against somebody like Okada beating somebody isn't going to ruin their momentum. No. So, um, good. And then we already talked a little bit about, uh, impact. Um, I guess we've going back to mania show stuff. What do you guys think is going to be the mania show of the week? Supercard of honor. Every match just kind of feels stacked. Eddie Kingston almost seems like a, I guess I haven't been watching the ring of honor television show, but the Claudio and Eddie Kingston match just kind of seems like an afterthought compared to the latter match. The, um, the the Vikingo and Commander match added now just a lot to go Samoa Joe and Mark Briscoe. Uh, yeah, I would say Supercard of Honor. Um, I mean, and Mania could be very very good too. I mean, I oh yeah, I can't recall a time where I thought like, wow, that's a genuinely great top to bottom card on paper. Um, I, I I do think Cody and Roman is going to be a lot of fun. Is it going to be a five-star match? No, but is it going to be just a fucking blast to watch and take you on a lot of highs? It will. Um, and I don't know for sure that Cody's going to win. That's always a cool thing when you just don't know the outcome of a WWE Truly. main match. Like That's a fun thing to go into. So I'm excited for Mania, surprisingly. I am too, and I'm excited for... I know it's not what everybody wanted, but Usos versus Owens and Zayn, that... The fans are going to be insane. That'll for that. be great. Totally, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> It'll and, be a lot of fun. And, and and to see those two actually have a moment of like it feels like they've the closest that they've ever had where they were friends was at the end of the first NXT show where Kevin Owens debuted and then he turns on Sammy by the end of the night. Ugh. That was like the longest their friendship has lasted in the WWE. So it'll be cool to see them have like a true genuine moment together. Um, and and I. I think you're going to see some very genuine feelings, but like it's not going to be acting. It's not going to be characters at that point because it's two guys that have done this together for 20 something years. Um, so that, that'll be good. Just before I give my, my, I mean, my answer is super card of honor, but um, I guess before I dig into that any further talking about the reigns and reigns and Cody match, I had the thought of to me, if, if Vince is truly back if he's back behind the scenes at all, I think that match is ends up not being a great like I because to me that's Vincent. You know how they've always talked about how Vince, whenever a w, WCW guy would come in, he would make them look like fools because he wanted to remind everybody that WWE won. He's the boss, and I struggle to understand or believe that Vince would allow the guy who wasn't even the top guy at his old company come into. AEW, and then within a year, he dethrones one of their longest reigning champions, someone who's close to a thousand day reign. Um, he's been a double champion, yeah, homegrown. Like, if Vince has any say, Cody's losing, and it might not be as good of a match as it should be. But I think it should be. A, I think it will be a good match because I, I, I actually, uh, I'm trying to not be a conspiracy theorist. But well, I I guess we'll find out. I think, we'll I think out. Sunday yeah. night we That's will find thought. out how much how much uh, Vince is involved because I do I just do not see him uh, admitting that AEW has has stars that aren't even really treated as stars in AEW. 
Um, the last thing I wanted to just cover real quick, I, I wanted to talk about this last week, uh, but when I'm doing solo, it is a stream of consciousness and I sometimes forget to say things that I want to. Uh, so just wanted to, it's, it's a weird name to be affectionately called, but wanted to say rest in peace to, uh, one piss jug Mike. So Mike, we actually have recognized him from years of going to, uh, local shows, like very, very local shows where there is 15 people there. Shout out! Um, he was always like the one that was yelling at um, the wrestlers and yelling at the refs. Uh, he was always involved in everything. Um, and then he kind of became a little bit of a cult fan of GCW, especially as GCW started doing shows here in Michigan. So um, he, we were on the plane with him to Dallas last this time last year. We were on a plane with him, um, you know, and he passed kind of in a very abrupt manner. Um, so thoughts out to him. Rest in peace. I think. Um, you know, when you think about people uh, in in pro wrestling fandom, uh, he was like the he was one of the the good kind because he was very involved and very much like, you know, got involved during the shows, but he didn't make it about himself. Uh, he didn't, you know, he wasn't rude. He wasn't, he wasn't annoying. Man. Yeah, he wasn't that guy at that NXT show that was just singing Velveteen Dreams theme song for three hours. Mm. Um, just. Uh, it's sad, but it's it's always interesting to see the re- the reaction from not only fellow fans, but GCW put out a post. Some other wrestling companies put out a post. Matt Cardona had talked to him while he was in hospice care and then put out a post after that as well. Um, so it's clear that he left an impact not only on wrestling fans, but uh, the wrestling world. Especially in a time, too, when you got news about fans harassing Rhea Ripley and just fans being toxic in terms of their overzealous nature um you know that deep down wrestlers do appreciate fans that they deem good fans that truly appreciate the work that they put into it so it was really cool seeing them honor him and be classy about his passing um yeah yeah it was a nice a very nice gesture yep yeah i um I was bummed to see it because I, I he's one of the few people that I truly recognize from local shows. Like yeah. there were some people when we went to the Impact show last week, and I was like, "Oh, we used to see that guy at Evolve or whatnot," um, but I didn't know any other names and I, I other than his, and and it, I didn't know his name because of, for bad things. So, uh, rest in peace, Mike. Um, rest in peace. Very sad. Uh, but that'll do it for us. That was first time back. It felt good. How's it feel? Uh, definitely, definitely felt better than talking to myself uh, last week. So uh, <laughs> I hope everybody else agrees. But uh, please make sure you're checking out our website, wrestlingleadus.com, for our latest match reviews, articles. Um, I still owe this week a article about um, la- this time last year for Mania. I want to talk a yes. little bit about just a, kind of a one year in review. Um, Chris, do you have any other ones coming out besides uh, match ratings this weekend? Yeah, I still I'm still uh, finishing up the Andy Kaufman one. I, you know, we're called wrestling elitists and one of us is a huge, you know, snob and pretentious dick. And uh, guess who overwrote Mom. this article to death? They really <laughs> tried way too hard. And then I did an article about Jay White that was also like, oh, it was fucking awful that I have to like go back and rewrite. I'm still getting the hang of things from you know, my parental leave. So we have a article about uh, Andy Kaufman, Jay White. And then I did uh, an article that I'm just finishing up too. It's almost like a great, um, like a best of WrestleMania, just some various topics of like five 
uh, best sets, best matches, best entrances, best this and that. And they get really deep in the minutia and that'll be fun. That'll be coming up on Saturday. So a lot of stuff on the website, please check it out, share the articles with your friends and uh, anyone who's interested in the wrestling community. We're trying to push the website as much as we are the, um, the podcast, but with the new way, like Twitter, like, Elon Musk is doing shit. Our numbers are fucking down. Like in terms of like what gets regurgitated and what people go back to, like it just doesn't trend. So you're like, oh fuck, like some of this is good stuff, but eh, it's not. The only thing that the only thing that trends is when you shit talk Lance Archer. That's yeah. That's what the algorithm rewards. You got to do what you got to do, Chris. You got to take that one on the chin. Yeah, Chrissy clicks. Anytime it comes around, Chrissy clicks. Oh, like, you know, that time that I was looking at the keywords and it was like dick riding without a license. Like, if you look at that phrase, like our website is up high. So (laughs) speaking of that, too, I was looking at keywords and it was like stand up fucking was one that was like, it was like, really? Like that? Wow, we are. We got to monitor him on this. Oh, gosh. The horniest wrestling website I've ever It is. Yeah, it's like this pervert, especially coming from me, the basically non-sexual person just like just... <laughs> uh, Who, who's the, well only one of us here has a kid who's that's true like the horniest have, of us all yeah that's true yeah i'm very uh, anatomically well, successful <laughs> well that'll do it um once again please make sure you're checking out the website uh we appreciate each one of you and uh, look forward to being able to have the three man booth back as a regular. So uh, it was fun boys. Happy to have you back, Chris, and we'll see you again next week after a marathon of watching wrestling. Jesus. Yeah. Rick rude. Bye. Hit the music.